What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast. Um, if you guys hear a little bit of background noise, that means I am driving. I do apologize. I've been coming back from a lot of meetings as of late, and uh, you guys have been catching me in the car when my energy and my enthusiasm decides to hit. Um, one thing about me, guys, again, uh, this is not an ad, actually, but um, one thing about me that I love about the Anchor platform is just the just the functionality where it makes it so easy for me to uh, to record, it makes it so easy for me to share to share content. I'm literally holding the phone as if I would if I was uh, talking to someone on speaker, uh, and it sounds pretty decent. So um, I don't know, just uh, you know. So at, at any moment when inspiration hits, I can make a piece of content. I can share my thoughts. I can share my perspectives, and I can help you guys. And also. I can uh, continue to double down on what I believe because, as you guys know, you know one thing I'm 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 not forgetting is uh, I'm still learning, I'm still growing. You know, for a lot of the early listeners of this podcast, you guys used to hear me share a lot of macro perspectives that were very much gut feels and not necessarily practical background. And and now that I'm you know a year and a half into making this, you guys may be hearing a different tone because it's it's because I'm learning. It's because I'm growing, but it doesn't mean I don't have still, you know, room to grow. And so, um, having said that, thank you, anchor. And, uh, let's get right into the content. Um, I want to double and triple down on some, uh, some compensation topics. Um, I had a phenomenal, uh, podcast episode, a guest episode with, with an entrepreneur, that I, uh, I really respect in the startup landscape. And one thing that he told me was that he, uh, he was only paying himself around $40,000 and he had people within the company that are making double that. And I thought that was very fascinating. I thought it was fascinating because, uh, there's a lot of startup founders that feel, and look, I'm not here to judge, right? That's one thing about me that the, the tips, the perspectives that I give, I'm giving you one point of view to execute. Now, if you decide to ignore the executions, that's your decision. But this is just one man's point of view around how to execute leadership and employee experience and people operations and entrepreneurial things. And you can either decide or not decide to do it. So uh, anyway, I, I, I heard from this guy, I researched this guy that uh, is paying himself $40,000 and pays other people double. And... He didn't elaborate on the reason, but I put two and two together and I just used common sense. And, you know, for me, I personally believe the the reason why he's designing his organization this way. And, and let me make something clear as well. This is a startup that does about probably about 50 million dollars a year, maybe maybe 60. Um, and so what I what I read into that is the following. Um, number one, I see too many startups, too many founders tell me that there's no budget for things that I do, right? There's no budget to bring in a VP of people. There's no budget to double down on learning and development tools. There's no budget to unpack and uh, execute, you know, high level, high level uh, learnings and and experiences around uh, career mapping. There's no budget to, to create any additional roles right now. There's no budget to... Uh, you know, have an internal VP. And I already said that, right? Like I could go on and on, but there's no budget. That's I, I hear that all the time. 
I hear it all the time. There's no budget in the recruiting area. There's no budget in the HR department. There's no budget in employer branding. There's no budget for this. There's no budget for that. And so for me, when I hear that excuse, you know, I try to assume that you guys are smart, productive, operation type guys. And I like to assume that you saying that means that there legitimately is no budget. You saying that means you're paying yourself reasonable amount of money that won't break the bank. Um, that's that that's you know, and so I guess for me, what I'm trying to say and the point that I'm trying to get to is a very practical execution from an operational and finance perspective is the following: if you are running a startup right now that are that's making over five million dollars. And you tell me that you cannot invest in the E1B2 Collective for seventy-five thousand. Got to do a little plug. A VP of people internally for a hundred initiatives at a learning and development, DE and I, uh, scaling your internal workforce perspective. Like you're telling me, you don't have any significant budget for your people, but you're making five million, and you have the audacity to pay yourself. 275 and you're telling me there's no room I I have to have a conversation with you I do now let me preface this context is everything right so there are 47 year old founders with five kids a wife a certain type of lifestyle and maybe that is not just on him, because I personally believe once you get kids and wives and other family members involved, the the context of the type of life that you want to live. And please don't mind this, guys. I have an ambulance going through. I'm going to try to close it. I'm going to leave that in there. It's raw. It's the way I live life. Um, you know what I was getting back to saying is I have a lot of empathy for anyone that uh, that that gives me reasons of why they cannot execute. Um, you know, paying themselves less due to family, due to, you know, lifestyle desires of those family members, etc. But I'm not talking to those type of founders. So if you are that type of founder right now, I do apologize. And, and, and maybe this won't pertain to you. I'm talking about the founders that are 23, 19, 28, 32, 35, maybe a girlfriend, no kids, maybe a boyfriend, no kids, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the guys and gals that I need you guys to double and triple click down into living a practical, scrappy life. Not because of the entrepreneurial kind of scrappiness that I would want you to live in. Don't get me wrong. I want you to be able to live a very plush life. I'm talking about you recognizing that the things that I say on this podcast around doubling down on making strong, smart, strategic Executions around your people operational unit, which means investing north of a hundred to three hundred thousand per year. Me, me asking you to do that needs to come from somewhere financially, and I don't want to hear the excuse that you don't have it when you're paying yourself potentially fifty to seventy-five k more than you would need to in the moment. Like I'm, I'm not about, I'm not about judging a leader. I'm about listening to your desires, and then giving you practical things you can do to make your desires come true. 
And so if you're telling me that you care about employee experience, you understand the benefit to increase your bottom line, you care about building a bigger brand through that lens, yet you're telling me that you don't have the budget, then I'm telling you, let's do an audit of where you're spending your money. I think that's a practical ask. I think it's a practical thing. Like you may be a company that that makes 50 million in the year and you're spending, you know, let's call it 40,000 a month on Twitter ads when you could very easily double down on LinkedIn ads, Instagram ads, and Facebook ads, or, or maybe there are other strategic partnerships you can make to drive the same business and revenue that your ads are driving for you that doesn't cost you as much so you can reallocate those funds. Like we're talking business here, guys. And people operations, operationalizing employee experience, learning and development, decision-making frameworks and models, leadership training, management training, DE&I efforts, a people operation unit that are all paid well, meaning you're bringing in great talent. That's a good idea. That's a good use of a spend. It's not a nice to have. It's not a bottom of the totem pole. It is just as important as anything else in your company. You double down and spend a lot of money on product. You double down and spend a lot of money on marketing. You double down and spend a lot of money on legal. You spend, you double, you, you click down and double down and spend a lot of money in the finance department. Communications, you do a lot of things. So why is this, in the startup world, one of the last things that you focus on? If you tell me you have the desire to build a bigger business. So I'm going to stop my rant. This is how I feel. And uh, I, I think it's something to think about. And I'm, and I'm speaking a little bit aggressively because I, I feel very strongly about it. And I think there needs to be an aggressive wake-up call to certain founders and certain companies. This is a good spend. We can have a very operational decision around how you can get to having the finances to allocate that that spend. So just a few thoughts. Appreciate you guys. We'll talk soon.